The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. In his annual letter to shareholders last week, the world's richest person, the CEO of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, said that one reason Amazon will keep growing is that customers are divinely discontent. It seems, he says, that ever since our hunter-gatherer days, you and I are just never satisfied. Which brings us to Jesus and the gospel for today. I was wondering if you and I can ever be satisfied with Jesus as the good shepherd. Good isn't exactly in style today, and neither is shepherd. Good threatens to ruin our fun, and having a shepherd makes it seem like we can't take care of ourselves. And yet, despite his resurrection, which means that Jesus can now go any place he wants and do anything he chooses, good Jesus has chosen to carry on as a humble shepherd in obedience to his heavenly Father and in love for all of you. Among other things, Lent was the story of Jesus' donkey ride, his suffering, his betrayal, his torture, and his crucifixion. And none of that seemed praiseworthy then. But since Jesus has come back from beyond the dead, and Jesus has frustratingly stayed in character, he is back, and he is loving his enemies, not destroying them. He is gathering his unreliable disciples, not condemning them. Follow me still means mercy, and turn the other cheek is still in force. And he still loves his papa. He still takes direction. He still says, Abba, Father, your will be done. 
But is that really what we want? Can you and I ever be satisfied with a king who does not throw his weight around? Even one who obeys? Or are we too divinely, or perhaps demonically, discontent? So often we fear the wolf at the door, as if Jesus will leave us when the chips are down. But after Easter, that should be the very last thing on our mind. If Easter has taught us anything, it is that Jesus is utterly reliable. Jesus just took on all comers and won, just as he predicted in the gospel for today. Jesus was resurrected, but Jesus did not leave us. Jesus came back for us. So Jesus is not letting anybody down about anything. Surely that's one main point in our reading for today. Yes, the wolf is at the door in verse 11 of the gospel, but no worry, says Jesus. All of you, each one of you, is absolutely safe. As my disciple, says Jesus, you are like sheep in a pen with very high walls and only one door. And as the stars come out tonight, Jesus himself will lie down to sleep in that doorway. This is what Jesus meant when he said, I am the door. He's the only way in and out. So all of you can get some rest because any wolf who wants to threaten you has to go through him. And let's just say that after what happened Easter weekend, a wolf isn't much of a threat to him or to any of you. If you stay put, if you stay in the pen, if you, as Jesus says, abide in me, if you can just find it within yourself to be satisfied with him. Our trouble is not that Jesus will say yes to the wolf. Our trouble is that we will say yes to the wolf. Our trouble is that we will get a good idea, that we will demand our freedom, that despite Jesus' resurrection from beyond the dead, we will follow somebody other than Jesus, some hired hand. Our trouble is that we will flee the pen and go the way of the world, and then we will embrace hate, not love, evil, not good, power, not authority, idolatry, not obedience, Pride, not humility. Our trouble is that even after Easter, even as, after all we've seen and touched, we will go forward and try to be our own shepherd, our own God. A few years ago, the New York Times Style Magazine had a whole issue devoted to the power of no. It was called The Power of Refusal, 
and it highlighted folks who had gone their own way for the sake of art or music or design. A fashion designer who chose happiness over fame. A young family who lives among just a very few but very, very fine things. And a grand decorator who resides in a very small apartment. Each of them had given up money and publicity and parties and adulation, and in the course of that, each of them had gained their freedom. The freedom to be alive within their own vision, alive within their own discipline, alive according to their very, very high standards. They had shown the courage to follow their dream, and guess what? Though they had not become rich or famous, it had proved to be deeply satisfying. It's not so hard for us to draw the parallels this morning, is it? If I ask you to think of a shepherd, you probably think of somebody pushing sheep down a trail the way cowboys drive cattle in the movies. But that's not it at all. In the Middle East, shepherds pull. They don't push. They lead, they whistle, they call by name, they lure, they cajole, they draw, they pull. They pull their sheep forward until they are all safely home, safe in that pen with the very high walls and just one door. If we know that, then when Jesus says, hey, you all, follow me, that suddenly makes more sense, especially after Holy Week. When Jesus kept the promise he made in the gospel for today that he would not flee. When he kept his promise to lay his life down for us and then to take it up again. Easter changes everything except this, that Jesus still calls us to side with him in every circumstance. On the far side of his death, he still calls each one of us to follow and obey, to refuse the wolves and the hired hands, and to stay where he's put us, here around the Eucharist, by virtue of our baptism. To stay with the God-man who laid down his life for our sins and who took it up again for our joy. To heed the voice of the one who is good and to honor the lead of the one who is shepherd in divine love and divine humility. Do that and you will have to find some other reason to shop at Amazon because you too will find yourself deeply and divinely satisfied. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.